Nobody beats the house. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com. at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> Hola, good evening, and welcome to our Daily Gun Show. Come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. I've got a lot of fans going. It's super hot here, so let me know how the noise situation is, if you would. Each night, well, we go live at midnight because we value the people that reset the planet, that build everything and do everything all night, everything that gets taken for granted by most of the people. So we like to go live overnight. Our goal is to go live overnight, all night. So if you want to help with that, we'd like to thank our Patreons, the people that subscribe to what we do. They use the Patreon uh, platform to throw a couple of bucks at us. We thank them at the beginning of the show, go through the pages there. Some people throw a couple of bucks at us. Some people throw basically a lunch at us each year or each month. And that uh, accumulates and lets us pay bills and lets us spend time on these projects. So each night we do a, have a different topic and on Fridays it is looking back at the week and appreciating, focusing and um, magnifying or uh, taking a, a double, I guess uh, amplifying is the right word, uh, the uh, messages that came out typically on YouTube. Not so much on Instagram, but on other platforms. We've got a couple other platforms tonight to add to the mix, and we'll include more because that's really the goal is to talk about what happened this week for 2A, not just for um, on YouTube. All right, so digging in, we have a couple people joining us live. We do the show live. Uh, we're looking at the screen here, and lost my mouse somewhere where my mouse comes back. The part that I'm wiggling on the screen here is the comments. The people that are joining us live can chat with us and try not to get too distracted, but I also appreciate the people that join us live. I do like the interactive nature of the internet. This isn't a produced show. This isn't a scripted project or some kind of programming. This is um, an overview or a summary, I guess, of you know a week's worth of um, uh, observation and appreciation and then uh, an, an ideal you know, our goal is to have an authentic um, look at that information All right so uh, normally I would have taken it over to our patreon blog in order to uh, post it in a nicer looking way but I just didn't have time this week so we got what we get we'll use the resources available to us that's the YouTube description over here since we're going to be using YouTube, we might as well mention we do have a poll going. And the poll tonight is absolutely free. So if you'd like to participate, all you have to do is use your mouse or your finger or keyboard or some other thing and poke around until you've chosen one of the answers to the poll. The question this week 
is just like it is every week. How was this week for 2A? The answers are a great week for 2A, a good week for 2A, an okay week for 2A, or something else. So feel free to participate in that. What we're going to do is scroll down the, little, the video a little bit and start to take a look at the description. Down here somewhere it'll say we look at the or look at our blog, look at our newsletter, and look at our Substack. Uh, if I have a chance this weekend, I'll take all this information and shove it over to those places. Typically, I have chance throughout the week to do that. I just didn't have a chance this week. Uh, but normally, this is one of four ways that we distribute this information out there. Again, the goal is to give them some, amplify their messages, amplify their voices and their reach, and then also to appreciate the stuff that's the most valid out there that we found or that we came across. If you ever find anything that's uh, worth checking out, feel free to link to us on whatever platform. Uh, I don't go out and find all this stuff always. A lot of people send this stuff, send me links to this stuff, so let me catch the good stuff. All right, this is episode 1,375. We do do a show every single day. The numbers go up pretty quick. So 1,375. We've been doing this show since the beginning of 2016, every single weeknight. We've taken one day off. If you do the math, we've taken one day off in all that time. Uh, let's see. So on Fridays, we look back at the week. And I just wanted to start it off with, because this week I knew was going to be a weird one, seeing as no one was going to pay attention to the uh, new rules other than to complain. Uh, we win when we educate those who hate us over misunderstanding. So there's people that hate us because they hate Trump or they hate us because they had something that happened to them. They hate us because they knew somebody they don't like that likes guns. They hate us because of some association, some misunderstanding. And they think that we fetishize violence or that we think about property or something more than the violence that happens. I mean, they have misunderstandings about our, our lives and there's education is one of the ways to solve that. And we win when that happens. Cause then those people just leave us alone. If they want to be angry and mean and upset. They can go do that about something else, right? Something that matters. They're only pointed at us because somebody pointed at us. They didn't wake up get born with a hatred of guns we discovered guns and learned to like them they haven't discovered guns and something has given them the inclination to hate them so we can challenge that we can fight on that front we win when we reach those who need help in times of stress so the numbers that are used against us include suicide and you can ignore suicide because it's uncomfortable. You can ignore it because you don't like it. Or you can ignore it for whatever reason because it's free country. Or you can actually figure out a way to fight for Second Amendment. And that would be to have more effective conversations with people in real life and to be more competent when people come at you with some sort of weird, uh, you know, uh, regurgitated challenge that they got from some boilerplate, you know, some some kind of anti-gun messaging they're going to throw it at you when you can deliberately challenge their idea and not just the the uh, attack they bring at you we we make progress we challenge them to go back to their source and say this is what they said now what do i say and they don't have that they're not used to that they're used to being satisfied with attacking the gun owner and then walking away satisfied. 
we can change that dynamic. So we win when we reach those who are in time, or I guess I got off tangent. They use these things against us and they use suicide in there. None of them are used to uh, addressing suicide and they're certainly not anticipating gun owners being more aware of suicide issues than they are. So one, we win when we can reach those in times of stress and help those individuals, but it's unrealistic to think we're gonna somehow magically help everyone who's dealing with things to that level. But realistically, we can make strides towards that. We can make uh, mental health awareness approachable. We can remove barriers to health, mental health, same way that there's barriers to, uh, you know, if you've got uh, some kind of a burn at the range or some sort of an injury at the range, someone would help you facilitate aid. You know, we can do the same with mental health. Lots of ways to do that. You don't have to do it. You can just support people that are doing it. There's lots of veterans that have infrastructure. There's lots of uh, police that have infrastructure. There's lots of victims that have infrastructures. Infrastructures. There's lots of, I don't know what you call like, is it a victim of an accident? Like, you know, accident, people that have gotten into accidents and deal with the trauma. There's, there's resources out there. We don't have to create everything. We just have to understand what's out there that's on our side and we win when we reach those in times of stress, right? Next, we win when we teach the foundational importance of individual freedom, which is represented with firearms ownership. They are using the concept that gun owners fetishize the object. They think that guns are, period. They don't have any idea the scope or the facets or the depth of guns as machines as historic as family treasures, any of those things, just as efficient implements, as uh, tidy tools. They don't have any concept of that. They think that guns are like a giant freaking dildo that sometimes you stick it in things and sometimes you just sit there using it to, uh, to bother people with it. That's how they take, that's how they use some of their property and that's how they assume other people are using their properties. So we win when we're able to teach, not change their mind, but make them aware of the foundational importance. So the, the, the root, you know, root factor that guns are, that they symbolize individual freedom. The gun itself is just a, uh, the, the machine in your hand, but the right that we have as individuals to have those tools and the fact that there's more of those tools, those guns, than there are cars in this country and that there are no real issues with it, that there's less issues with firearms than there are with cars as far as um, people interfering with each other. And the fact that we're able to have cars also, we are a inherently individual free place and they use firearms as some sort of a weird mind game for these people that can't separate the freedom and confidence they have when they drive a car, maybe because anti-gun people don't drive. Is it possible that they don't understand what it's like to have the responsibility, obligation, and freedom of a vehicle? If, you, if they have to look for a bus or an Uber every time they want to go somewhere, then they got no idea what individual freedom is at that level. Now, if they do have a car, it should be pretty easy to, to show them how the fire, firearm itself is not the 
the peace here. It's the right to own the firearm and the idea that be at peace with others who own that property. That's what they got to get over. So we win when we're able to teach that foundational importance of the representation, not just the gun itself. Right now, we're still, after a month's worth of paying attention to this stuff and years worth of being in the scene, every effort out there is to define our, our rights or to somehow elaborate our rights. I didn't want to see the microphone wire all twisted, so I wanted to untwist it real quick. Um, so we, we win when we're able to express that to the folks who are against us, not to change their mind, but so that we can effectively stop the persecution of gun owners, the marginalization of gun owners. They are able to suggest that gun owners are violent or willing to accept violence because they will not allow any kind of narrative to take place to educate those in the middle of the road. And we can eliminate that in a matter of weeks. When we know that viral information can go around the planet and become common knowledge in a matter of moments, it wasn't always engineered otherwise we'd have advertising that hit that but we know that it can happen then there can be uh, efforts created and, and fostered to give us the best chance of creating something like that so i think that's a something that uh we could win when we when we start to achieve that and we have achieved it we win when we when we win that but we've definitely started that challenge or that fight we are win we win when few are afraid of what they do not understand and that's what the, again we're dealing with unawareness on the other side and like ignorance of the situation not so much that they're dumb just not aware of what's going on and the other side isn't going to challenge their um their own positions right they'll say oh there's so many guns in the country and therefore we're all at risk they don't say there's this many guns in the country and there always have been, therefore we're at no risk, period, we're not. If there was a risk of guns, then we would have, or the right risk would have happened by now. We, you know, so they don't see that. And when we can, again, change that, when we can remove that fear, we win. They're only able to, to do this because we don't ever consistently push for education and are we haven't we didn't say we ever it's not like we ever had the opportunity before we now have the opportunity to push with awareness and education and all the other stuff that we already do that's the key is everybody thinks it's got to be one or the other it's, it's all of the above and all we need is organizations to acknowledge that they're not going to fall off the face of the earth if we do something besides sue everybody if we're, they're not going to stop existing and stop getting donations from the, you know, the community, if we do something else besides take something to the Supreme Court, uh, it's fun and it sounds good and it sounds significant because it hasn't happened in a while. But it is not our only course of options, and it's certainly no one's ever won a war by only using their navy to do one thing or only using their air force to do something else. You always need everything constantly, and then you hope you win. All right, so now let's get into the bullet points. I guess I did have a couple of bullet points this week. Uh, the ATF Improvement and Modernization Act is going through. 
Uh, and then we've got a potential 20% tax uh, going through. And then in California, they're talking about a bill or something to use social media to determine gun ownership. There's probably some other things. I, I set the bullet points up earlier in the week and I didn't pay attention to them going on, but tough week. It's very difficult to pay attention to stuff when, you know, the, 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 the what we could have been doing this week was a lot of different things. So I didn't pay a lot of attention this week to uh, the ones that were complaining about, I don't know, there's a couple of things that everybody was complaining about this week, which were of no significance and no use. Oh, all the raids and stuff. Um, I guess we didn't learn, well, we didn't learn anything in 2018 when bump stocks were given away by the Republican president and they were confiscated and turned in that kind of stuff. So people that weren't paying attention in bump stock era, 2018 and 19 are now experiencing that. And instead of everybody else saying, hey, don't just get mad at this, let's get mad at everything and change this. We're all just sitting around and I don't know what we're doing. We're not doing anything as a group though. Let's see, we are accomplishing all these things. Here is what we accomplished this week. So I don't mean to sound pessimistic. These are points that we win. These are strategies and these are tactics and these are directions for the fight. And we do have people in every one of these directions and we win well, we win as they accomplish, and we win as we understand that supporting them is more critical than some of the other things that we've been paying attention to or supporting, and that redistributes resources, and then time, and then boom, we win. So it's pretty easy to win. Uh, so let's take a look at some of that. Uh, normally, I would have the stuff over on the blog, and this is where I would say the blog is better because this is going to look really shitty because it's not fancy because the blog is nicer looking. I just didn't have any time to do the blog this week. And then uh, the newsletter goes out to email people. So the 400 people are going to go, the hell's my email? And they're not going to get one because unless I send one out this weekend, I'm too busy. And then uh, we po post our weekly 2A wrap-up on Substack. We'll be talking about Substack in here a little bit today. Um, it's a place to put words that isn't on your own website, so I don't love it, but it does distribute and give you some stat data, and it's on a shared platform that I'm experimenting with a little bit. So uh, check that out. I've been posting some supplements to the interviews. As I take notes on the interviews, I'll post them over on Substack, and then because you can put you know more interesting stuff there than you can in the description of the YouTube video, and then uh, some other columns and things that I've been writing, I've been putting over on the Substack. All right, so first up, uh, pretty much everything that we'll be taking a look at here is in order of how 2A it is or how important it was for this week. That doesn't mean the stuff that's on the lower in the list wasn't important because it's on the list, but it is uh, something's got to be first, right? And that's usually going to be locked and loaded or Brooke Cheney. So I'm putting Brooke first because it was her first, well, I guess because she's on vacation or she moved to England or something. Um, she posted her first suicide prevention Saturday, which was back in 2018. And it was pretty interesting. So she's been doing the suicide prevention Saturday, a short uh, resource every Saturday to offer tips and tricks and ideas to keep suicide awareness and prevention in people's conversations and um, give people tools for their toolboxes, like I mentioned before, having the ability to have more effective conversations, being able to address real issues 
And then of course, having the ability to offer help and assistance for people in stress is always a nice uh, skill set to have. You know, it's pretty easy. Just know the couple of numbers or know how to find the numbers and then uh, be willing to uh, keep your ears up. Uh, then we have a second project from Brooke, which is her interview, her instructor interview series. And this week, for some reason, she did it at like one in the morning or something. But it was an interview with Tatiana Whitlock, who's pretty awesome, up in Maine. And she's a female instructor who's, um, well, she's done quite a few things in the uh, industry and community, jumping in as a uh, shooter and then like an interested shooter and then getting involved in the community of shooting, which is something a lot of the new shooters don't do, but she kind of got into hunting and competitive shooting and CCW and training and advocacy and um, the industry. She's, you know, she does things with manufacturers and stuff as industry. So uh, really a pro. And again, thinking of what we had, you know, we gun owners who've been around for a minute, what was available as we were growing up or experiencing guns in the past and what exists now and what gun owners who are either deciding as adults to be gun owners today or gun owners who are you know coming into it hopefully as kids who are figuring it all out and uh, deciding what they want to do with their lives and including guns in that plan they're having uh they have the opportunity to have uh chicks like tatiana whitlock and brooke genie to look up to and have as role models so if anybody's not optimistic, it's because you're not paying attention to the Wonder Women that are out there just kicking ass all over the place. So that was a great interview. It's kind of an origin story and they're friends. So they've talked, you know, they're talking like a bunch of old friends about a bunch of different things, actually. Uh, and then at the end, there's a spoiler alert. There's a little extra talk at the end there that might be interesting for some people. Let's see. Then we have Locked and Loaded, who uh, did a good show this week again. And... Uh, Let's see, I should probably write more notes, but this one was on Sunday, so that means it was happening during some of the radio shows, so I was a little bit distracted. Hey, well, they do talk a lot about the uh, video game stuff. Uh, they did talk quite a bit about the news and the guns, and their show is getting more and more viewers because of the video game stuff. So as far as being a crossover, uh, let's just say there's been lots of talk from channels who said it would be a good idea, and they've tried to do crossover with guns and and uh, Second Amendment stuff. No, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. Games and Second Amendment. Plenty of people have done guns and second guns and games, which is pointless and useless. Second Amendment in games has some potential, and they've stuck with it on both angles. They, they're having their fun with their games, from what you can see, and they're continuing to have a focus on 2A and not just diving into the games, which has to be alluring. It has to be... Um, is luring is that the word like it's got to be a better i know it's more money and it's probably more fun way more people and if you haven't grown a channel it's been a little while since i've grown a channel but ask bob he knows what it's like to rock it to stardom it's uh you know what they say about fame and stuff there's a uh, people don't understand the allure you know that's the word the uh how how it's uh it becomes an addiction for some people uh and it's weird because uh if you're not aware that it's coming and you're not paying attention to it, it can hit you. And I wasn't sure how it's going to hit them. And you can see how it's, uh, they're able to, they're taking it in stride. It seems like so pretty cool. So it's fun to watch that channel grow as well as watch the direction of the channel. Plus I don't really watch the news. So 
half of what I get about the news is from that show on Sundays. And then a couple of the other radio shows on Sundays. We'll talk about those later on. They're 2A, but they're nowhere near as 2A as individuals getting it done for real. The radio shows are cool, but they're sponsored for the, uh, an ambition, and they're at a different level, so I put them lower on the list. Uh, then we got Guns for Hire, so that's a gun shop in New Jersey, and they recently had the new CCW permit application process get initiated. And one of the owners of Gun for Hire, uh, Matt, got the first CCW permit in New Jersey. And he spent 14 minutes talking about the process. It was insane and convoluted. And I mean, I thought Massachusetts it's, it's, was bad CCW. New Jersey was like, oh, yeah, watch this. So, yeah, if you don't appreciate your CCW, I mean, I had to... Uh, I talked about it earlier this year. Our CCWs expire now and they don't call us first or they used to call us or something. They would text us. I don't know. Somehow I knew when my CCW expired back in the old days. This last year, it didn't do that. So it expired. And then I went to renew it in the expiration window or whatever. And they were taking so long to renew it that my check expired while they had it. They had to send me back all that crap. I had to send it all back again. And that was too long to explain, right? I feel like I've been inconvenienced having to just explain all that. And it took me like five months or something to get a renewal. That's nothing like what they have to do in, in New Jersey. So, um, yeah, it's interesting to hear this stuff, but it's also frustrating to hear it. And the reason we want to get the reach out there isn't because these are people with grip angles or new optics to try to sell you, but instead they're uh, going through what it is to participate in individual freedom in parts of the country that four years ago, everyone would have written off completely. There's no chance you're going to get a CCW permit in New Jersey. Would you crazy? Go back four years and ask anybody in the chat what they thought about New Jersey CCW. So let's move on. Thanks to the people in New Jersey for continuing to fight, even when often you neglected and left in and there by yourselves to do it and being told move. Uh, let's see. So Ryan Shotgun with Charlie had a dude on called Alex Sansone, I think. So has anybody seen this guy? Um, the suited shootist. I wouldn't have watched it because I don't wear suits, but I might change that. So as I'm older and I got less interest in giving a shit anymore, um, I've been listening to listen to Ryan Shotgun with Charlie because I'm always going to listen to that. And this guy was, I forget where he's from, somewhere, and he shoots guns and stuff but the main thing is he wears a suit and he talked about that and that's part of his channel and stuff really interesting conversation quite a few uh things that i hadn't heard before in that conversation so i recommend listening to it not just because it's a riding shotgun with charlie but because riding shotgun with charlie's find interesting people to talk to and then let them talk charlie lets them talk it turned into a really interesting conversation so um yeah, kind of neat. I'm thinking about, I mean, I'm not going to go buy a suit, but I'm going to start paying attention at the thrift shops. If I can find a suit jacket that'll fit me, I might buy one. Uh, let's see. So then the next one is from Open Source Defense. So this is not YouTube. What? Yeah. So it's over on Substack, uh, but it's from a place called OSD or Open Source Defense. This is somebody that used to work with Crump over at Facebook and then I think they left. I don't know, but they're running this 
blog about guns and it's sort of a liberal thing, I guess. And they're kind of weird. This one is interesting because it talks about how the Bruin, which is bullshit. Why aren't we calling it the New York state rifle and pistol association decision? Who the hell starts calling it the Bruin decision when we could call it the New York state rifle and pistol association decision, which is what I'm going to call it. So this OSD thing is talking about how the New York state rifle and pistol decision uh, Supreme Court decision makes it clear that um, Second Amendment issues need to be judged based on precedent and existing law or whatever. And how this article is about how the reaction to the current decision and the cases being kicked back or whatever are being met with even more convoluted and restrictive measures by the antis and it's an interesting point that just because you have a battle doesn't mean you win the war it didn't say it that succinctly but that's what it is so basically they're mentioning how just because we won the supreme court case it's not like it's over oh amazing there's not a finish line the price of liberty is eternal vigilance otherwise they would have said the price of liberty is vigilance for a while, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. But they didn't, it's, they didn't run out of ink. It doesn't work that way. The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. We got that meme where it goes, hard men create easy times, and easy times create soft men, and soft men create hard times, and hard times create hard men. Bullshit. First, it's sexist because somebody's mom or wife is probably making them do half that shit maybe a daughter. So uh, first it's sexist, but it's also just as easily, probably more effectively said, liberty requires eternal vigilance. All right. So every time everybody slacks, shit fucks up, right? And then you got to go work. So get used to it. Problem is we got a lot of people, this whole new generation ain't never really done any work. They've, their work is like, oh, I'm watching a logarithm take time and then pay off or I'm watching, you know, whatever I went to school for. I, I follow that recipe and then, you know, the, the stuff comes out of the oven. That's not really a challenge and it's not really like they discovered anything. And they've never actually, most of them, they're challenging themselves by going to interesting places in their vans on weekends to take rock climbing adventures, right? They're not getting out and actually almost dying and, and coming home and, and being wiser from it. Some of them are, I suppose. But, uh, that's the price you get with the hard times, soft men, whatever. All right, well, so we'll keep moving. Might be worth it might be interesting for somebody like a Smeggy or a barbecue, although barbecue, I don't know. But people that uh, you know do chats where they want to talk about a topic, you might want to check out that open source defense, not just for this particular one, but for um you know some of the other ones there's 183 of them i guess so you might find some other topics in there problem is most of the titles are goofy compared to what's in them so i guess that's cool or trendy or hip right now so you have to kind of open them up and look in there to see what they're actually about all right next is second amendment foundations alan gottlieb was on the reload I listened to it and I guess I'm going to go check if I wrote any notes because 
I remember listening to it. And I think I was doing something else on something else. And I couldn't type nothing because I was listening to any other machine. Um, it doesn't look like I wrote anything. Yeah, I didn't write anything. So, um, you know, it's an interview with Alan Gottlieb. And um, it's like a couple hours. It's worth looking, looking at. What Reload will do is chop it up into pieces. So they'll take some topics or some sound bites or some usually topics. If they've talked to somebody for 20 minutes and they talk about a couple of different things, they'll chop up the interview into those different topics and then post those as separate videos. So maybe check out a couple of them. Alan Gobley likes to sue people, and he talks about that uh, at the Supreme Court level. Let's see. They're also bringing up all the old laws banning guns from Native Americans as precedent to support bans. Well, it's in New York for sure. And I didn't put that one in there, but I probably could as sort of an archive. There's not much to do about that other than to be offended by it and to have it in the inventory of things. But uh, it's a tough one. I don't see too many potentials for or too many realistic situations where you're going to be able to prove that to somebody like they're going to. They're going to just hear that as a talking point, I think. Did we have the camera on live when we were at that anti-Trump slash anti-gun rally in Phoenix with 18,000 people? And it was like me and Jimmy. And I don't know if Angry was there. I'm pretty sure it was me and Jimmy. And I don't think Bob was down here then. Or maybe Bob was down here, but I don't think so. And I, you know who else was there? Um, the hell's his name? The dude from, he kept changing his name all the time. The guy with the pictures, who took pictures. He had this lightsaber store. Guy with the lightsaber store. He was there too. And I can't think of his name. Because um, he kept changing his real, his I don't know what his real name is, but he kept changing his other name. Well, he did. I think he used his real name at the end. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Um, when we were there at that rally, that was pretty tough to have a conversation. And I don't think you'd uh, any way, shape, or form be able to get somebody to realize, um, you know, some fact or something like that. All right, well, I wanted to take a second here. Um, it was it Brandon? That's what I wanted to say, but I wasn't sure. Okay, we did have cameras rolling for that when we were chatting with that guy. The guy had a piece of cardboard, and he was like, guns are not the problem, change my mind. And I thought that was cool. We walked over by him. He was just some kid. And then, I forget his name, and then we didn't know him. He... Uh, he had some guy come up and start yelling at him. And that's when we came around. And I can't remember if we had the cameras going for that. But yeah. Um, all right. So the the reload, you know, we subscribe to that. Our Patreon supporters, you know, throw a couple of bucks at us each month. And we take that money and do stuff with it, like subscribe to the reload. It's interesting to listen to. And if you, and because of who Steven is, 
it's even more interesting because he's always on TV and people respect him as being an author and stuff. And then you watch him with Alan and it's like, he's a kid. How can he, he's, he's experiencing things for the first time. So that's going to be a factor here, especially if we can get something already laid down so that there's something to work with. Uh, Cause there's a lot of, I think there's going to be a lot of, Eye-opening, no, what's the word? A lot of revelations, I think that's the word. A lot of revelations when people start, it, When if there's a way to accomplish showing people the different cycles that have come and gone already and why we're so jaded as old people because uh, there's nothing really new. It's just they're just doing this stuff. I mean, some of the stuff's, well, anyway. So listening to this reload is kind of interesting. If you listen to it and not just uh, listen to it for the words, but pay attention to uh, the the way that the questions are being asked and stuff. I almost didn't put it in the list, but it's got Alan Gottlieb in there and it is worth listening to. Again, for somebody like a Smeggy or I don't know if barbecues, he's got the schedule of shows now. So if somebody's got like an open show, maybe uh, G23, you know, for like that kind of thing, it might be worth giving people a suggestion to listen to one of these shows and then have a chat about some of those topics. All right. And then we get uh, Professor Yamane who last week did parts or well, the book six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 of his top 10 books on guns in America. So his top 10 books on gun in America, serious? I can't even spell his title right. So anyway, uh, this video this week was about the top five guns. They're all lame except for five is the Glock book. So his fifth favorite book is the Glock book and he liked it. I guess because it's on his top 10 list, but uh, the other books I never, oh, I've heard of them maybe, but I never read them. They sound super boring. He said the one that uh, the Glock book is the only one written by a uh, writer. All the other ones are written by book nerds. So they're probably boring as shit and wrong. Um, let's see. So it was last week when I posted that thing about um, when he said something about his one book review, I went, that's it. That's the key right there. These people think that owning a gun is like, I don't know what they think it's like. They think it's like, maybe they don't think, I don't know what they think. They think it's like owning a lawnmower. Like you make a decision, you buy a lawnmower, you use it to mow the lawn, you put it in your garage, and now you're a lawnmower owner. You're not a decent American who rents an electric lawnmower service provided by the state to take care of your lawn, like a good citizen should shut up and do. But instead... You bought a noxious, gas-guzzling, re re non-renewable resource, just devouring gas machine to, to violently, uh, dangerously attack your own grass. But it's your right, right? So that's how they think guns are. Like, you assholes just buy one gun just to be an asshole, even though it hurts the environment. And you just leave it out in the street half the time to be violent and dangerous. And you assholes, and that's... So I'm thinking, okay, after the one description of his book last week, now I get it. Now I see why I don't like these people who try to write books about gun owners. So wish I had time to write books about dickheads who write books about gun owners. Because then we could just generalize a bunch of dipshit crap about book writers. Oh, book writers are pretentious assholes who like to write about shit they don't know about, but act like they're so freaking smart, right? Start off with that premise. So... Um, I don't know if any of these books are any different, but now I think I finally figured out something that these people who are coming from the book nerds schools or whatever, they think that gun ownership can be quantified and, and put little 
numbers next to the characteristics, like if we're all a bunch of mice in some kind of lab, and then you know they can just go, oh, that's that kind of gun owner, oh, that's the other kind of gun owner, and then they just figure out our traits, and then you know, genetically remove gun owning from the society or something, probably. I guess maybe that's not what they think, but I'm guessing it is what they think. All right, next is Barbecue, who's sometimes out here. He was out here a moment ago saying something about the eighth thumb. Appreciate that. Uh, posting a series of videos for new gun people about what is an assault rifle this week. I was surprised that you didn't, if you're still listening, I was thinking you were going to dig into the magazine article and literally talk about the first time that it was used because that article, the guy goes back and forth using about seven or eight different variations of the words to make it sound violent. And I really think he was, you know, poking around trying to get something that rolled off the tongue and then everybody must have picked assault weapon because it's stuck and they've used it since. And then that one, Josh, what's his face, Sugarman, you know, made a big deal about how, you know, hey, it's a great word because it makes people uh, gives people emotional baggage because of the weapon and the assault part. And it's not a real thing, so there's no way to actually define it. And it sends gun owners off into a tizzy. So it's a perfect word if you want to just create problems. There's barbecue. Oh, and there's Alan Anker jumping in. Good evening. All right, next is the Liberal Gun Club. You know, I can take or leave the Liberal Gun Club more, more often now. I'm leaving them still monitor their channel unless till they block me or whatever um this was garbage this was garbage i'm like well i'm gonna listen to this because it was only 20 minutes long so it's a 20 minute video quote unquote 20 minute presentation from the surf rider association has anybody ever heard of the surf rider association sounds cool like oh man there must be surfers and they're riding the surf so they must be competent and full of skills or whatever they probably really care about the environment so 28 minutes worth of this like fancy situation going on here with the map and then they got all kinds of stuff and like turns out shotgun wads they learned about shotgun wads so turns out shotgun wads are the problem for the environment now turns out the whole world has shotgun wads in the ocean and turtles are choking on them and doing things to them with their areas and then Guess what? It's all from the United States, and it even might only be from one gun club in California because that's the one gun club they heard about. It was ridiculous. So if you can handle it, try watching this. I spoiled it already by telling you that it's a fraud thing, but try listening to it and see how far you can get into it. And, and then at the end of the quote-unquote presentation, which is nuts, uh, they start asking questions, and those were the best parts. So I'm going to read you my comments to it. It was 28 minutes long. I don't know if it's worth 28 minutes of your life or not. Uh, 75 people have watched it. Five people gave it a thumb up, and no one has commented besides me, except for the other guy. I'll read you his comment. So my comment was, an interesting observations on the surface in a short period of time in one area of the planet but observation without investigation is not reason alone to expect more than more accurate in-depth research. Since shotgun wads have been around since the 50s, which they have, with various heights of popularity and eras, 
with air, times with less or no awareness of environmental impacts of recreation, why was none of that addressed or researched? So in other words, this is 2022. Those wads have existed since 1950s. If there's a concern, we'd all be knee deep in fucking wads, wouldn't we? I mean, there was wads just everywhere. We'd all know about it. But no, they found like 13 wads on the beach. So, so now all of a sudden wads, the whole industry needs to change. Stop the environment. Shotgun wads happen. So then I go, too bad the presentation didn't have enough scope to prevent with historical data with the long term of, wait, too bad the presentation didn't have scope enough to present with historical data with the long-term effect of past situations compared to now. What if we have been doing amazing strides in reducing the number of these shotgun wads getting loose into the environment and all they're finding are the 1% that remain? I should have put a question mark there. Additionally, one would wonder how many wads would be found in Central and South America, Africa, Asia, or Australia? So no mention at all of that. So in other words, do those countries shoot fucking shotguns or what? Because are we the only ones that shoot shotguns into the water? We're the only ones that shoot ducks? This was presented with the lack of any comparative or percentages of the wads among other garbage. How many pounds of plastic straws and plastic bags and foil pouches and makeup containers and disposable cosmetics packages and medical packaging did they ignore to find these intact shotgun wads? No mention as to the researching of their actual source rather than the locations of discovery. For example, if a place disposes 100% of their wads in an acceptable manner, then something like a car accident happens and the garbage truck spills out and the waste is exposed to the environment from that accident. That could affect this quote unquote data, but they didn't research it at all. They don't know. Was this funded and supported with the intent to attack more facets of gun ownership and recreational use of firearms? as well as an interest in dividing hunters from other types of gun owners. And then I put in here, if it quacks like a duck, get it? Because it's shotguns, thought that was pretty good. Then awareness is a great option and has historically been very effective in the hunting community. So in other words, instead of fucking accusing people right off the bat, hunters have always been aware of what's going on and they've reacted over and over and over throughout history to repel the attacks of the ignorant antis. This quick call to action to address the firearms industry seemed short-sighted and reactionary rather than thought out or researched. Nothing about the presentation or poor answers to the simple questions gives any indication we should have confidence in their solutions. Now at 13 minutes, somebody was in there, or no, at 13 minutes, did the mark, at the 13 minute mark, information on global findings of intact wads used to implicate the USA is responsible for the observable wads easily found on the surface. So in other words, they're talking about these wads found all over the globe. Again, like in suggesting that the United States has anything to do with the wads that are showing up in Africa. Well, they didn't go to Africa. So you know, Australia or whatever, come on. So then at 23 uh, minutes, a person comes in and asks the question, what about the biodegradable wads that shotgun ranges have been requiring for the past like 15 years or something and then she goes oh i didn't know about those i'll have to look into those then that's what she said and then she goes 
she was trying to reach out to anti-gun virtue signal. Well, she didn't say it like this, but she's reaching out to Dick Sporting Goods, which we all know is anti-gun and virtue signals by being anti-gun a lot in public. And then she goes, but I couldn't find the contact information for Dick Sporting Goods. So that's fucked. That's wrong. Like, that's not true. I mean, unless she's inept, she's able to go to their website and look at contact us, right? Like, come on. So she's, I think it turned out to, I think the whole thing was a massive ad for Dick Sporting Goods because it was this whole like, oh, gun, how many gun owners are bad? Guess what? Hunters are bad too. It's not just the M16s or whatever. It's the hunting guns. Look at just by practicing for their hunting and then by killing birds, they're making the environment bad. And it's the whole world. They're affecting the whole world. It's worse than straws, right? Oh, but Dick Sporting Goods is going to help us. If only we can get with Dick Sporting Goods. Can you help us get with Dick Sporting Goods? Is there any way that I could put out a call to action to have people help me get with Dick Sporting Goods to save the environment and hate guns? Come on. It's freaking so freaking obvious. So I don't know if they got scammed, if this was guerrilla marketing, or if they really think that somehow, you know, everybody that comes along with some reason to hate guns or hunters or gun ownership or recreational shooting or anything that has anything to do with hunting, you know, if that should just be accepted because it's, you know, another opinion, you know, somebody comes up to poop in your salad. That's not another opinion. That's somebody pooping in your salad. So come on, hippies, don't let people poop in your salad. All right. So that's my rant on that stupid liberal gun club conversation. If you find things that are liberal gun club good, I really would like to know about them because I like the idea of the liberal gun club being on our side and not just being a, a, a facet or a, what's the word, a, uh, a, a crack that we have to constantly be worried about or mending or like being worried about them f fracturing off. That's what it is. It's like a fracture. Like, are they a facet of our community or are they a fractured piece of our community you know there's a place where i don't want to get into it but there's a place where you know just because you have a gun in your hand doesn't make you a gun you know law-abiding gun owner it just makes you somebody with a gun in your hand so just because you like guns doesn't make you part of the gun community and, and interested in being part of it you know so i'm not saying they ain't but i'd definitely like to see some positive stuff i know i've wanted to see positive stuff from them and I'm willing to find it. I'm not going to keep looking, but I'm willing to, if somebody's got some to show some, some of the good stuff. Uh, next we get uh, Toby going to Nighthawk factory. So I'm sure they're really happy to have me talking about that right after you ragging on liberal gun club, but whatever. So Cape gun works, awesome gun shop and the radio show in Massachusetts. They went to Arkansas via chicago which i hope they're going to put some kind of video together with this road trip it sounded like a planes trains and automobiles type of situation where they f were trying to fly to somewhere else and got stuck in chicago and had to get in a car and drive down to arkansas come on that sounds freaking awesome to go to a gun factory and then a 1911 custom gun factory where they have one gunsmith for each gun and then hang out in one of the coolest unknown you know little known gun museums out there super cool story so uh anyway this is just a quick video but it does show the factory a little bit and the nighthawk custom is a pretty cool place uh, a bunch of uh, people left wilson they're in the same town as wilson combat they're just on the other side of town i got to go there in 2012 and uh 
hang out with uh, them for a morning. And then uh, they've now changed the building. And it's cool to see like a, a glimpse of the, the new setup. Same people. Uh, let's see. Then we got Echo, who did a chat a little bit earlier today with somebody from Malta. I don't think we've ever, I didn't even know Malta was a thing. I thought that was a drink. So I guess people can live on this island. It's called Malta and then barbecue to chatted with them. So I'm going to put the link out there because that person has 966 subs and that's 34 away from being a thousand. So uh, I don't know him enough to do a thousanding, but we've never had a channel from Malta in here before. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I didn't listen to it. I had to go do some stuff today, so I might go back and listen to that. I didn't get the chance to listen to it when I got back, but uh, if anybody listened to that one, interested in in the, uh, I'm assuming it's worth going back and listening to it. All right, speaking of stuff I did listen to this week, Chris from the 740 does a chat on Wednesdays with G23. Uh, they've been chatting about reloading, I guess, but it turns out to be more of a kind of like we do on Ask Gun Questions, having a bunch of people who've been around guns and have a lot of experience who are interested in chatting with each other and not not necessarily just ranting like a lot of times you find. So they they host a really cool panel discussion. It's focused on reloading and it is kind of nerdy, but uh, it does come out pretty good. So um Definitely recommend checking out this one. Uh, I was listening to it as I was working on some stuff on Wednesday. I think I was getting the quiz together. I messed up the quiz that day and had to redo it while I was listening to their show. And uh, it was a good one. They actually chatted about a whole bunch of stuff I wasn't familiar with so much um, when they were talking about the... Uh, thing. what were they talking about? They weren't talking about scales. Anyway, whatever they were talking about was something that I was, I had no idea there was that much depth. A lot of stuff when I learned reloading was my dad would give it to me and say, do this over and over. And I would just do it over and over. Paid a little bit of attention over the years to see when something changed or whatever. But when there's like eight different ways to do stuff, it's pretty interesting. All right. Well, with that, um, I wanted to also thank, say thanks to Chris for sending out uh, the a uh, tablet so that we can play with the drone and stuff and it's been super useful so thanks i don't know if chris listened it's kind of late but he might might be shooting in the morning or something but uh i really do appreciate the people that over here sometimes people throw stuff at us like uh, chris did pink gave us the drone so now those two projects two items from people with projects in ohio are helping us out on this end so much appreciated and uh thank you uh then we got santee so thank you again to santee for uh hosting again this evening uh first time in a couple of weeks uh so she said she's going to try to be back on the regular when you're not doing something for a living and you're not doing it for the fame when you're doing something to you know be part of the community that becomes a I don't know. It's it's been interesting to talk to Gizzard about it again. But uh, it's not an obligation. I mentioned to some extent there's some obligation, but uh, it's also something you look forward to. I know that. And and it's cool because you, we need all different kinds of people. And one of the kind of people that we need is the person willing to open up a room, destroy their YouTube channel. You're, you've got no history, you've no chance at all of having a good YouTube channel in the big picture. If you run live conversations, none at all. 
it's going to mechanically or like you know technically destroy your channel because of the long format videos and the lack of view time it just will not help your video at all so i appreciate people that intentionally run their channels into the ground so that we can do this and you'll notice that no one at a large scale does it more than a couple of times before they realize they need to pull the live stuff off onto a sacrificial channel and while that's you know strategy and whatever i think it's cool and uh Santee brings a bunch of interesting people together and brings them together in a fun way. They're still learning about guns for the most part. They're mostly learning about community. So she's bringing people together online and it's not just new gun owners. There's a lot of girls that brought new CCW girls online together and that's neat, right? Like it's good to see that girls kind of are allowed to do stuff or whatever because of freedom and stuff and, you know, empowering and all that. But Santee was just bringing together folks like people. And these people are sometimes adults that got into guns, but sometimes they're not. They're just people that are finally figuring out that there's adults that are into guns now that hadn't been. So they got new people to chat with. And sometimes the people have talked to Santee, like sometimes uh, it doesn't seem like many of them have been online. I was going to say like every once in a while we get somebody who's like new to guns who jumps in and finds the internet. But most people learned about the internet a while ago and they either got on there and found out about guns and they found their thing a while back and now they're just bouncing around uh, or, well, I guess, or the other would be that they're, you know, just figuring out how to get online or they're just figuring out about guns online. And it sounds like, CNT, or it seems like CNT is getting people that are, new to the internet which is super interesting but not necessarily just new to guns because she'll have somebody that's new to doing the live stuff but has had guns their whole lives and then she'll have somebody that's brand new to guns but you know hanging out in the same chat so uh santee's some of the more cool um recent chats i guess it's been a while since we've seen completely new groups there's there's groups with new people in it established groups like gizzard or G23 even, you know, Chris, to some extent, he's already a bunch of channels or shows in already. You know, those are communities that exist. And when new people come around, that's great. Santee is a good example of a bunch of channels that started off during the stress of the last couple of years. And uh, she stuck around. A lot of people capitalized on it, moved on, you know, didn't capitalize on it, quit. Santee, for whatever reason, stuck with it and is, is adding to the to the mix. So it's awesome. Uh, let's see. So then we have uh, AR Guns did an unboxing video. Honestly, I didn't even watch this one, but I like to. Uh, this whole thing is about reach. It's about uh, uh, valuing the people that are out there helping create the Second Amendment and chatting and having conversations. The echo chamber, the choir. That's how it happens. And there's lots of those out there, and there's very few that are valid and authentic. And AR Guns and Echo. Dead Horse back in the day ran valid, authentic chats for people that were serious and, when necessary, able to act and get things done. I value that a lot, so I like to post these guys every once in a while just for the hell of it. Uh, I don't know anything about whatever he's talking about there. Some kind of Redding as a company, I guess. Instant Indicator Type S bushings. Got no idea. Probably some kind of open-the-box video. Let's see. Then Smeggy was talking about it, I think, that I was on... Rapid Fire Radio last two weeks ago. I forget now when. A couple weeks on a Friday ago. And then I guess this afternoon they posted uh, that segment of the show. I think it was like five or ten minutes or something. But it was super cool. Uh, they use a different system than I've ever used before. I've used something similar one time when I worked with uh, some radio station stuff. But uh, they use a really expensive 
uh, really elaborate back end. And it's just neat to be able to hang out backstage and see that all go down. And then we tried to record it and it just wasn't working because of stuff on my end and the way that it connects or whatever. So then we just ended up doing it live. So it was cool. I got to hang out kind of beforehand and chat a little bit and then do the uh, actual kind of sit behind the scenes live as the first chunk of the show happened. And I jumped out when uh, when my segment was over. So it was cool. I appreciate being on the show. Got to chat to a bunch of people in uh, Massachusetts. I don't know if I've done that before. And um, like I said, get to see something on the other side. Uh, let's see. So then we get the military channels. And for some reason, I only put, I don't know why I didn't. I, I need to put um, Mike Drop in here also because it was pretty good. Mike Drop is the uh, SEAL guy, the dog trainer and SEAL from Texas who brings people into the studio to do, do the interviews typically. And this is th this week he had a lady on who's a doctor. And uh, this is her second visit. And they, they talked about nutrition and health and that kind of thing quite a bit, but some other stuff as well. It was a pretty decent uh, conversation, but it was definitely like a part two to their first conversation, which was a while ago. You know, I'm yawning a bunch, so I'm going to drink a bunch of coffee here and give everybody a taste of what we're about to do. Wait, not that. About what, what we're about to do tomorrow with uh, Clover and Tony. AskGunQuestions.com is a website that we built back in 2007. And since then, for the last 15 years, people have been able to ask questions of simple to advanced nature and we attempt to answer them in different ways over the years join us now as we start a new series to answer gun questions so join us at noon my time which is like 3 p.m eastern now and you can ask the gun questions what the fuck get this shit off of my screen hold on don't recommend that fucking channel what the fuck so um that will be tomorrow at noon, my time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, let's see. So let's see. So we got the team house. Last week, they, this was last week's uh, episode, but it's definitely worth putting up here before again. So this dude was, a, well, it, it, well, it was, I guess, the gun, uh, the, the rear gunner for the AC-130s from Vietnam all the way up to recently. And there wasn't a lot of those, so he's done a lot of stuff. And the AC-130 is a C-130 cargo ship that was retrofitted ad hoc, like on the fly, not with any kind of engineering, but more like just people that decided to do something and see if it works. And then it was engineered. Uh, the AC-130 is the, the, uh, the Puff the Magic Dragon, the big, fat, slow, prop-driven cargo ship that you don't even jump out of because it's so slow and lame but when you put a bunch of ordnance into it and just wail down hell from above they become pretty ominous and pretty useful for a lot of stuff and they've had crazy crazy history and you don't hear a lot about them because the air force hates them and as far as airplanes go they're they're not what they're they don't dig them you know they like uh smoother cooler things usually so uh, they kept trying to get rid of it, and then they just couldn't. It was just too cool. So really interesting conversation with uh, the guy who was a rear gunner and the AC-130 since Vietnam. Super cool conversation. This week, uh, they had a Marine Sniper and 
um, long range recon or yeah, long range uh, um, scout. So basically he went into the Marines. This guy went into the Marines before 9-11 and was force recon. So reconnaissance, go out and look. And then the Marines, so killed things when you're out looking. And then got out of the military. 9-11 happens, decides to go back. They say, no, nah, we don't want you. And I think he was also a sniper. What am I saying? He was, he was in force recon and then he went to sniper. Um, and then he got out. Then he... 9-11 decides to go back. They say no. He goes and becomes a contractor for a while. Then a friend of his goes into Army and says, they'll let you come in with me. He says, all right. They go back. He goes back to Afghanistan in the Army as a long-range scout, which is effectively scouts of the Army or individuals that go out and look and then reconnaissance. And then um, – Normally, they don't get in fights, but I think in Afghanistan, sometimes they just went out and got in fights. It's a strategy, kind of like they did in Vietnam. So anyway, really interesting conversations. And then about halfway through, this was tonight. This was happening this evening. Uh, about halfway through, they stop and start talking about cybersecurity. And then it gets crazy cool, too. These guys all just got back from DEF CON. And so it got crazy tech interesting. So recommend both of these highly. Uh, Team House, every time I'm talking to more and more people, they're finding out about Team House. It's becoming the the chat to listen to for sure. I mean, just some of the coolest stuff I've been able to listen to in a while. Definitely gets your mind off of 2A. So it is 2A to the extent that if anybody's got any kind of uh, either unawareness or ambivalence or just not familiar with what's going on in the military and you've got any kind of curiosity, you know, you got to start somewhere or if you are planning to start and you don't have a place to start, you know, you need to start somewhere. Team house would be an interesting place. It's, it's not necessarily always the edge of the sword. Sometimes it's the razor blade or the dagger that you don't even know about or the, the poison tip on a dart that you didn't even know existed. So there's some interesting stuff that, uh, you know, once it's declassified or people are out for a while, they can talk about and Units and things keep moving around and getting changed and things. So they can talk about things after a while because they know people are going to. It's just the nature. So anyway, some there's some interesting conversations to be had. And then you start to get an idea of the the scope and the type of people that are in and what they're going to tolerate once they're out. So like we really dig listening to the, uh, to the uh, I call them the, the military podcasts that are out right now. Uh, waiting for... Uh, Ed's Manifesto, the combat story will come out in the morning. Last week's combat story was also a good one. It was, I didn't put it in here, but uh, I think, or at least I listened to the one last week of yet another female uh, in the, uh, in the shit. Let's see. So got to find the right channel to go to. That's GunTube. That's YouTube over here to combat stories for some reason i think he might have taken a week off i know he got a stumble there where he had planned to do one one week and then something happened to the guest i watch him on the other machine so they don't always there it is they don't show up on the top of my list over here
Oh, well, what am I doing? This one, no. Yeah, okay, so I did listen to this one too. So this guy was the guy from Generation Kill. If you've ever seen Generation Kill, another Marine. This guy was Marsock, though. So this guy was, I think, when Marsock first went together. And then um, also a sniper. So similar. But then this conversation uh, was a guy that was in quite a bit earlier. Uh, I think I'm actually only about halfway through this one. That's why I didn't put it in the list. It's a two-hour one. Sometimes uh, combat stories are only like an hour. So this is fairly long, although the last one was three hours. But, uh, um, yeah, very good conversation, like all combat stories are. Um, this one over on Team House was similar because he's a Marine sniper, but on the other end of the you know war, or at least in the middle of the war. But this one... Um, gets into cybersecurity at a whole other level. It would actually be very interesting to hear Ryan talk with combat story guy who might also be named Ryan now that I think about it because uh, they both have the uh, cybersecurity side of it. That would be an interesting conversation. All right, next we'll get to some of our stuff. What did I not put the radio shows in here? I guess I didn't put the radio shows in here. I got busy and I was doing this all during Gizzard show. So um, uh, there was three radio shows I listened to on Sundays and locked and loaded so i on the target radio comes up and that happens at the same time as come and talk it both of those were good shows this week i did get a chance to chat with um michael cargill from come and talk it he owns the a gun shop in austin texas and we're doing a series uh another series on thursdays hopefully um, which I might change because it's turning out that Thursdays might not be a good day for gun shops. I kind of figured Thursdays would be a good day, but what do I know? So, um, but I, uh, we are, I am working out now a schedule to have Michael Cargill on to talk about his shop, the origin story of the store and the why they're there and how they do it. Of course, he does the radio show called Come and Talk It. He's also suing the government right now for bump stocks. Um, so it's, Cool. So uh, I've also been talking to Sporting Systems up in Washington State, uh, arranging a time for them to come on, and then about three or four other shops I've got in mind, kind of trying to do them. Uh, it's tough, you know. I gotta, I don't wanna, I gotta get used to scheduling uh, interviews that aren't, you know, it's, I don't like to schedule things like a month out. So trying to get a, a nice juggle or pace to start to. Uh, Bring people in. So anyway, Come and Talk It is one of the radio shows that happens. Uh, Eye on the Target Radio, they talked a lot about uh, AMCON, which is coming up, and gun rights policy. And then uh, after those two shows are over is uh, Gun well is gun Owners Radio out of California. That show is on at the same time as Locked and Loaded. When they were having a pretty good show this week, but uh, Gun Owners Radio had Cheryl Todd on for a while. So that was fun to listen to. Cheryl Todd's a friend and an awesome Second Amendment advocate from here in Arizona. This was just a few days before something happened that we'll talk about here towards the end. So it was uh, it was cool. And Gun Owners Radio, what they do is uh, do their show live on the radio. And they stream the show on YouTube while they're live on the radio, while they're recording. And that's the same as Come and Talk It and I on the Target Radio. All of them record their radio shows on Sunday night and they're streaming their YouTube as they're recording. So they are going live and recording to the radio 
and doing YouTube. Uh, some other shows go live and then record. So some shows do it in different cadence. So as um, Gun Owners Radio is live, uh, they had uh, Cheryl Todd on, so that was pretty cool. And then uh, they chopped that show up and repost it. So you can go grab the chunk with Cheryl Todd, and I must not have included it here, but I will when I get it all edited up here after the show. Uh, and then uh, that's the three radio shows. So there's always uh, Wednesdays is Rapid Fire Radio from Cape Gunworks in, in Massachusetts. Definitely recommend listening to that one. It's probably the funnest live radio show that you can be part of and listen to. Then you've got Eye on the Target and Come and Talk It, which are both on at the same time on Sundays. And then as they end, Gun owner's radio out of uh, Southern California starts up. So you get a good five hours worth of radio station radio on, on Sundays. And if that's not enough, the two hours before that, I usually do the Instagram chat where we go back and look at everything that was two way on Instagram, which is a little bit different than the stuff that's on YouTube. YouTube is a bunch of YouTubers talking to each other and preaching to the choir. Instagram is a bunch of angry People having fits about stuff usually. <laughs> All right. Now I got the hiccups. This week we did some stuff, and that's where we put towards the end of the list here so we can uh, remind you about some of the stuff that we did in case you didn't check it out. On Monday, we had Edgar from Guns for Everyone. That's a free CCW organization. So they offer free CCW classes in the state of Colorado. And since 2010, they've had hundred over 100,000 what do you call them? Students. So they've had they've helped enable over a hundred thousand concealed carry permits since 2010 in Colorado. In addition, uh, Edgar's an advocate who's uh, active. So he's done a bunch of different projects, some successes, some failures, and lots and lots of them over the years. Running for office, um, running a gun shop. And they had multiple locations doing some other stuff that was adjacent to the industry, it sounds like. And then currently doing the CCW classes, having a, uh, or creating an infrastructure for uh, courses, or I should say um, instruction and competition to kind of offer a alternative to the NRA infrastructure. And then uh, do the he's doing a gazette, a, an actual printed newspaper that goes out to gun shops and gun shows and CCW classes and people that might want it. Uh, that's being distributed from Colorado, but um, I'm actually after the conversation, we're now chatting with how to. I'm going to try try putting some stuff into that. So some of the stuff from Minuteman University will be posted in there. Um, working on trying to figure out a way to do some writing or something for that. That would be kind of cool. Um, I'm a big fan of gun shops, and that's uh, just everything about that sounds cool. Having something that people can pick up that's completely focused on 2A, that challenges them a little bit, that's entertaining and interesting. Uh, it'd be cool to see something like that offer another layer of infrastructure around the literal community, right? Like not just like on the Internet, which is one little tiny paint job on the surface of the community, but instead the actual community. Get out there and reach people with some real challenging insight and some knowledge that they're definitely not getting from the the mainstream or the uh the talk radio talk head talking heads type of stuff so that was an interesting art uh, interview which i try to keep these things to an hour so it went to 90 minutes but uh i tried to keep them short and i am in 
I'm going to invite everybody I interview in the month on for the last weekend and the last Monday of the month to come back and chat together. So this week or this month, tomorrow, next week, what am I saying? Monday, I'll be inviting, I got to go look now, who all was, who are we talking about? I have to go back to, I guess I can go to subscriptions. Let me go over to my other channel with the Daily Gun Show on it. Is that even in here? Of course not. So now I have to click on this. And scroll way down. Click on this. We're talking about inviting Edgar, Charles, KD, Cheryl, or Sharon, duh, and... Um, Jake from Walk Talk America and Clover. So I'm going to invite all of those folks back and Toby, why not? And see if they want to come back on a Monday night just to talk 2A. Not really every second matters, but maybe the kind of topics that might be useful when a bunch of people get together that don't, don't normally talk to each other. So anyway, that's my goal for Mondays. And that was uh, something I came up with after talking to Edgar off air a little bit. Uh, let's see. Then I did a... Uh, post over on Substack uh, that talks about some of the interviews that we've done over the years and uh, decided to actually found a pretty cool deal that lets me suck all the pictures off of the website. This little button right here over here. You can't see it. It's over here. I click on that button and it sucks like it sucks all the, the thumbnails, for example, off of a YouTube search and uh, just went through. I went and typed in interview into my YouTube video list and came up with something like 1200 interviews or at least 1200 uh, entries or something that said interview in them. I don't think they're all interviews, but we did find over a hundred of them that were worth sharing gun writers, you know, people that have written books about guns, definitely second amendment activists, firearms instructors, for sure. Lots of inventors, uh, manufacturers, which I separate from inventors because inventors are a special kind of folks. We've done factory tours, although that would be a separate list, really. Uh, we've got the museum curators, which is, again, separate from museum tours. But when, you know, just talking to the people that run the museums, we've done that a couple of times, more than once. Uh, then we've got the gun shop owners, which I've done a million times, but we're going to continue to do that with the new Thursday series. And then, you know, it, YouTubers, people that are interested in 2A that are, you know, I don't know what else to call them, but YouTubers. So I divided those up. We've been to places like uh, Masterpiece Arms back in 2012. We went to Freedom Arms. Uh, or I've chatted with Wayne Baker probably in 2013 or 14 in that area. Uh, in that 2012 trip, we met Boje and Dottie Cornelius and... Uh, did a tour and hung out with them. Super cool people. Sandy, who used to run or used to own NAA. I mean, I'd talk to Sandy every year at SHOT Show, I guess, but you know, I've known him for a long time, being a big fan. Him and Wayne and Boje are three of the people who have built small revolvers in the United States, aside from Dick Kasul and the guy from IO, which I've never met. Uh, there, I don't think there's too many people that have shook, well, I guess there's some people that have shook hands with all three of them folks, but I've shook hands with all three of them folks and the guy from, uh, well, one the guy from IO, I guess I did shake his hand, although I can't remember his name. And then whoever the other guy is from IO, I don't know who that person is, unless it's the same guy. And then I've shook his hand already. So I've shook the hands of everybody, every inventor that's living who's made a small mini revolver. 
and Jerry Berber, who is the guy who casted all the frames. So I've definitely had a good time meeting all those folks. And then uh, next is Tony from Tromix in Oklahoma. Uh, John from SOE Gear. Uh, we got Mark from Krebs in Illinois. Mike Friend from Firing Line in Oklahoma. These are all, well, except for John, but Krebs and Tony and Mark, well, and Mike and Ted are all AK builders I knew back in the day or, you know, became friends with back in the day from the club. And then uh, we got activists, right? So Cheryl Todd, we talked about her, Sharon. Um, got Charles Heller, Toby, I'm considering him an activist. Ken Blanchard, had a couple of interviews with Ken over the years. Jeff Knox comes on and chats with us occasionally. Edgar now from Guns for Everyone. I've met Edgar before, shook his hand and said hey to him a couple of times, but he didn't know who I was. I like that. Uh, Tony, of course, Tony Simon. I met you Huda, a couple of times and we did an interview one time. Uh, and then uh, Willis Lee. I got introduced to him and then did one interview with him. And then uh, Austin from Gunstreamer back in the day. I consider him an activist. He uh, spent a lot of effort and resource, his own time and money on Gunstreamer. And then I don't think he's appreciated at all, at all, at all. It sucks because he's a pretty good dude and he had a good crew too. Really good potential there, really good potential. And if we would have had a better community, a more organized and more active like mechanism of a community, Gunstreamer could have freaking been a really big part of it. We got a lot of people at that time that were wanting their own piece of the pie. That's the only way to say it. Firearms instructors. I've been a fan of instructing and instructors for a long time. And I think after about my second CCW class, I was hooked. After going to a couple of actual classes, tactical response, Masada Yub, um, the uh, MDFI stuff back in the day, Steve Fisher, People that just knew what they were talking about and were able to instruct and offer instruction with expert level effectiveness is it's amazing. It's just super cool. And the topics are interesting. I mean, I'd go listen to most of these instructors tell you about Linux or something like something boring, but like talking about firearms is even better and just excellent, excellent. Been an absolute pleasure to be able to interview Masada Yub over the years with um, Dan Southerd. I have such awareness of, of Germany and Vietnam based off of conversations with Masada Yub and Dan Southerd. Can't even tell you. I really can't tell you, but it's super, super cool. Can't even, it, one day we'll be able to write books about stuff. Uh, Richard Marcinko, same thing. Awesome opportunity to meet that guy. Uh, Chris Costa, uh, Jaeger, awesome dude. Awesome human being. Uh, Steve Fisher, good dude. Mike Pannone, pretty cool guy. Met him a couple of times now. Well, met him once and then seen him a couple of times. Paul Gomez, uh, Kyle Lamb, I didn't meet him, but one of the other guys did. Uh, Dennis Tuller's cool guy. Did both of my Glock classes with Dennis Tuller. Uh, let's do an interview with him uh, back in the day when we were still super awkward and not doing it good. KD from No Other Choice and Train and Learn and now the Greenwood Project. Super cool dude. Ken Scott from Provocatus Group. Uh, Suarez uh, from out here in Arizona, Chris Chang, of course, from Top Shot, and Dustin Ellerman, also from Top Shot. I put Deb in here, even though I'm not a friend of Deb's. 
then uh, we got Second Amendment writers. We got Masada Yub again, because he's not just an instructor, he's also a writer and an activist and a person that is, should inspire. Hopefully he's inspiring. Uh, Kerry McWilliams, the blind shooter, got to meet him in Chicago at the Gun Rights Policy Conference and do a quick interview. Uh, of course, Reverend Ken Blanchard again, because he is a writer as well. Uh, Mike Deddy, a friend out here in Arizona, an FFL, not only got to hung out with Mike a million times, hung out with him at the gun shop just in real life, you know, just talking guns or whatever, been at the range with Mike before, been to SHOT Show with, with Mike hanging out, um, had him on the show to talk about stuff, just gone out, meet with him, hang out with him before, and then um, very few people, just me and Bob and Mike, that got to be on the movie 600 Miles, being, I was props, Bob's brought stuff to look like we were doing a gun show for a gun show scene. We got paid to act like we were at a gun show. So I got gun channel stuff on the table and we got every second matter stuff on the table and all kinds of cool stuff on the table. None of it got in the movie, but it all got on the table and they paid me good money to set it all up and hang out with Mike Deddy. And we basically walked around getting in the footage all the time. And we thought that was hilarious because of the way they were filming it and stuff. They couldn't tell we were doing it. We did it. And then, uh, month and that was with the guy from wings so there was the guy from wings the tv show he was the star of that show that movie and then months later they go hey we fired the guy from wings and we're going to redo everything so we're just going to have to pay you again all right <laughs> and so i got paid twice to be on that movie well to be in that movie putting a bunch of stuff on the table so then it was with the guy from um Oh man, he's from a bunch of movies. From uh, he's the guy at the end of um, dang it, I can't think of the name of that movie where he gets on the table, he takes the wallet from what's his name, and it says something about bad motherfucker on the wallet. Anyway, he's the guy that takes the wallet from that guy, and uh, I can't think of the name of that movie. But anyway, he's the guy, or he's the, some movie star came in and t did the movie again, so we got to hang out again and that was even better because then even more people showed up that we knew and they got paid to be actors so we had people that were friends on the team being actors and then i was getting paid to just have my stuff on the table if you look hard you can see joe's gut you know like hands to hanging out behind all the ak's on the table but it's only for a brief moment anyway so that was a lot of fun so i got to hang out with mike in a bunch of different ways like that uh paul barrett is the guy that wrote the block Rise of America's Gun did a quick interview with that guy one year at Shot Show. Of course, Jeff again wrote his dad's book, his memoirs, and then Yuta is uh, a writer also. So I put him in here as a writer. YouTubers include Liberty Doll, Tim, Military Arms Channel, Jared from Guns and Gadgets, Clover Tech, Ghost, Haas from back in the day, and then the We Like Shooting. Uh, Sean had hit him on a couple of times. Uh, back in the day, trying to get again efforts to get YouTubers uh, who were focused on 2A to, depends on, I was pretty much bigger than most of, some of them at the time, so trying to give them reach. These are old interviews. Uh, I might have not, I don't know when I had, I might not be bigger than Tim whenever Tim was on. And I don't know about Jared, he might be bigger than me too, or whenever we talk. Um, and then uh, USNER Doc from back in the day, put him in here because he's a cool dude. And then Jake from Walk Talk America. And then, like, say, Factory Tours are going to get their own post. So there's a little extra bonus material of a look back at one of our 
sleeve stacks or whatever these things are called, sub stacks, where uh, just pulled a bunch of um, thumbnails off of a YouTube search and then copy and pasted a bunch of YouTube titles in here to make a list. Every once in a while, I think it's a good idea to uh, archive what you've been up to and to put it down. This isn't every single one, but this was, you know, an afternoon's worth of putting the work together, probably listening to somebody's show and uh, do that. Don't forget what you've done and don't let others forget what's been going on. You're also taking the chance, the opportunity to promote all those people that you've had the opportunity to hang out with over the years. So uh, surprise yourself and take a look at what you've accomplished already. Nobody that's listening to this has done nothing. You wouldn't be listening to this this far into it if you're one of those observers. So next is uh, our fun auction preview that we had on Tuesday. So thanks again. I don't know if anybody's listening now or listening in the future. Uh, it was one of the people that grabbed something on the uh, um, auction, but I do appreciate it. That's what allows, I mean, the spot, the, the Patreons make it possible for me to even consider doing this, but they do not pay the bills. So I'm doing everything I can desperately to pay the bills. It's not really working. I'm not going to get into it, but you know, the gun auctions are definitely helping with that. Um, so we'll do what we can do. But again, thanks to the people that uh, help us do what we're doing with uh, grabbing stuff from the auctions. We do Ebays all the time. So most of the Ebay stuff is probably just random Ebay people. But if you do happen to be listening to what we're doing and you do happen to buy something from Ebay, let us know so that we can throw even extra stuff in there. We usually throw a little bit something extra into an Ebay package just because people have an option and they chose to buy stuff from us. So we appreciate that. It lets us keep doing what we're doing. But uh, like I say, if you're somebody that listens to the show, we definitely appreciate you. So we want to give you even more if we can. With that, here's the more we're going to give you. We're going to end it because there's nothing else to talk about. Um, we had a poll going over here, 19 votes. How was this week for 2A? It's pretty much a dead even. We have 26% for great week. I don't know how you come up with a great week. 26% for okay week. And then 21% for good week. I don't know. It would have been a great week if... It would have been a great week if, oh shit, I forgot about the super chat, so thank you. I will do a super chat giveaway thing here in just a second. I forgot about that. Um, so this was a good week for, great week, would have been a great week for 2A if. if. Fucking come on, and if they would have done something about the freaking pistol thing or whatever, the definition crap. We're, are we watching bump stocks again? Like It's like we're watching bump stocks again in slow motion. We've got national level organizations that fight all over themselves to sit and wait for lawsuits. We don't have to. That's not what. That's not our only option. That that I don't know what the hell. You used to have an NRA that would threaten people with lobbyists and stuff, and nobody knows what that's like anymore because it's too fun to watch marshmallow burn marshmallows over the uh, flames of the NRA or whatever. It's too cool to get little hipster points to bitch about how the NRA whatever article you read from one doofus who got paid by GOA to tell you that NRA sucks or got paid by one of the other organizations to tell you NRA sucks because they were getting paid 10 bucks for you to join the other organization. So from one of them people, you know, we, we now don't even remember the kind of crap that the NRA was doing as far as playing buffer or whatever, but who cares? Because what we've got now is a bunch of ineffectuals being ineffectual and not even being aware of it, not even complaining about it. So it would have been a good week or a great week if. Now, okay week, 
no, too much good stuff happened for an okay week. So I guess I'm going to go with good week, but reluctantly. I would have rather see a great week. And we can get a great week by, I'm not saying, I'm not wishing that some loser would not be a loser because that's losers are going to lose. You win by betting on the losers losing. So let the losers continue to lose hard, but we can win by realizing that the people that are in the fight, you know, have accomplished so much. So uh, we can, uh, I would think of it as great if, we would have had some awareness of the DC pro, uh, the DC project rally coming up here in the middle of this month. If we would have seen some national level effort to get them funded or to provide dinner for them or to provide a bus for them or to provide a hotel floor so that they can all stay on the same hotel floor. They can all say, cash in your hotel reservations and keep your money. These five gun shops are going to provide an entire floor of a hotel that's convenient to your stuff. So that you ladies can just go down and this group of gun shows or gun show promoters is going to provide your transportation, which is a luxury SUV type of limos with air conditioning and drinks and stuff so that you can be in comfort as you go represent the rest of the gun community in a positive, you know, trendy new hip way in 2022. That would have made it a great week. Um, having some of the efforts that we have that I don't talk about that are just out there treading water. You know, it takes a lot of effort to tread water. You have to get out there and you have to put effort into it. You have to have calories in you so that you can burn those calories and a tremendous amount of splashing happens. And, you know, people can judge you on your swimsuit and how well you can tread with your feet or your hands. Maybe you can, rest and float for a little while and play dead and then tread water again, but you haven't gone fucking anywhere. So it would have been a good week. It would have been a great week. I should say if some of the people that have been treading water for the last, however long figured out that they could just lay down and kick their feet and start moving in a fucking direction already. So that would have made it a great week. Okay. Week. Like I say, if we wouldn't have had Brooke Cheney put out her first suicide prevention Saturday, to keep people in the knowledge that she's been doing that effort single-handedly without any reward at all, without any fanfare, without any support at all. Think about, have you gone to Brooke Cheney's show on Saturday? And have you ever had to get past the crowd of people encouraging her to continue doing that or appreciating the resource that she creates? Yeah. So that made it not a good, okay week. Um, having, uh, all the other stuff that we mentioned this week, you know, having those people put out effort made it not an okay week. Having the liberal gun owners put out proudly what I think might have just been guerrilla marketing for dicks, anti-gun, virtue signaling, bullshit store, that brought it down from great week. But I think it's good week. I think we'll take it as good. And good means that you're still in the fight and it means you got something to fight for. You got, you know, you're, you're running a certain time on your mile. It means you got, uh, you know, good food in you and exercise and rest. And you can uh, take on that mile challenge next week or next month and, and run faster. Uh, you can carry more weight, right? You can uh, uh, put more effort into it. You can study a little bit more. 
So I like being a good week, I guess, but I'd rather seeing a great week. I want to see a couple of great weeks. Let's start uh, seeing some people challenge and let's start seeing some people challenge in the comments. I know from experience, if you put comments in front of people who are live that aren't just the same old, right? And you put something in front of them that's useful and maybe challenges them, maybe they think about it. And maybe the next time they decide what they're going to write about, they won't write about the same old thing that they wrote about the last time. Or maybe the next topic for the next conversation won't be, let's talk about that same old shit again. So get out there, be part of it, value your voice, right? Those drops that become the flood, some of them hit pieces of dirt, right? Some of them are the the raindrop that gets right in somebody's eye and they fall over and knock over a valve and now the flood can, you know, accumulate down to the next level. So every once in a while, that little drop is the one that puts out a match that was going to do something bad, right? So you can be that important drop once in a while, understanding that you're not always going to be the important drop, but uh, keep being drops, keep dropping. I'm going to end this poll. Even though not a bunch of people changed at the last minute, we did get quite a bit of participation. So thanks to the people that show up live. Uh, you don't have to. There's other things you can do in the middle of the night. There's other things you can do in the middle of the night on a Friday. But uh, our goal is to do different things each day, right? I'd like to motivate people. We've got to spend a day doing that. So that's Monday. We've got to talk about 2A. And you got to talk about every state. They didn't make 52 state, or 50 states in 52 weeks for no reason. That gives us an opportunity to talk about every state once a week wednesdays we have fun and we do the tactical quiz an incredible amount of work for like 14 people that show up but i'm gonna keep doing it because it's fun then we got thursdays where we talk about travel and training and that gives us a chance to talk about what's coming up what's happened how we've evolved to what we got and hopefully some appreciation for the bigger picture in the midst of all that it also lets me appreciate the places i've been able to go on the tour and the people I've been able to meet in my experience with uh, going to classes and stuff like that, and hopefully encourage others to be part of that kind of part as well. Uh, then on Fridays, we do this, where we attempt to uh, encourage others by being aware of them, and then, well, that's it. Hopefully encourage others by being aware of them and honor and respect their efforts towards what we're trying to accomplish here. Plenty of people use the internet effectively and, and well. And they're using it to get real life stuff accomplished. So I appreciate the people that are paying attention to that. And again, the people that show up live here. And a couple of people throw money at us on the YouTube. And that's called the Super Chat. And uh, I don't really elicit them or require you to do it. But I do appreciate it. So uh, on Fridays, and whenever I remember to do it on Fridays. So I apologize if I've forgotten in the past. I'm going to go over to this window and open it up over here and then grab the number of super chats this month so on saturday on friday nights like this to say thank you to those people who literally open up their wallets and thrown money at us on youtube um we like to go to the list of those people and I'm trying to talk and click on things at the same time and it's super difficult for me we're going to find the list of those people and then we're going to randomly give one of them uh a guns for everyone's patch. I mean, you all can say what you want. Feel free if you got something else in mind. But uh, since we talked to Edgar this week, um, I think a guns for everyone patch. So let's go see. I'm going to head over to our 
monetization part and I'll click over to the super chat part. And here you can see, oh wait, see all. Here you can see, I think without showing you anybody's names. Yeah, there's every super chat for this month. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight super chats this month. So thank you for that. I think that's everybody's. There's one from Ron in here and barbecue and those say 23. Isn't that today? No, shit. That's from the 26th. So I need to put one, two, three in there. So it'll be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. See how that works? Nine. No, wait, it should be nine, ten, eleven to be accurate. Yep. So barbecue is nine. Garrett is ten, eleven. Eleven. And we'll do a random here. Number two. Number two. So I'm going from the bottom on this other one as soon as I can find it again. So from the bottom, barbecue and Mark. So it's Mark again. Thank you very much. So I don't know if Mark is out here tonight. Um, do you mean like Yankees freedom is for everyone shirt for the patch? No, I have no idea. I hate the guy who ranks Yankee shirts. The Yankee likes weird people for some reason. That guy is an asshole. Like I do not like that. There's nobody knows. Everybody knows. I am not a fan of that guy who makes that guy's shirts. I don't have to like people. I do not like people that screw people around. I do not like people that screw me over for hundreds of dollars at all. Like I do not like people that screw me around. So, and screw other people around, especially people that are trying to do freaking work. Right. So nah, nothing about, I don't ever pay attention to Yankee shirts. Not that it's a trigger, but I just don't, I want to make it ultra clear that I don't have anything to do with Yankee shirts, but no, what I'm talking about is the, Guns for Everyone is the organization uh, that uh, Edgar uh, started in 2010 to do free CCW classes in Colorado. So they call it Guns for Everyone because it's free CCW classes. And then the Guns for Everyone National is a more recent inc like an incarnation or version of it or add-on to it that's going to offer some infrastructure for competition and for instruction uh, at the national level to kind of offer an alternative to the NRA infrastructure. So instead of just complaining about the NRA being bad, they're attempting to put something in its, you know, something to replace it. Um, so I think, our, um, oh, there's Mark, right on. Thanks for that, appreciate it. Um, I don't know if Mark, if you're okay with that swap I did, the store sold you that carrot and I uh, swapped it out. I hope that's okay. Dog's over there sneezing, so I'll give her some belly rub. I'll give her some belly rubs when she's done sneezing over there. But thanks you for that. And uh, I don't know if you just seen, but you got the, uh, the random super chat winning tonight. I got to write that down on a piece of paper. I was going to do the uh, guns for everyone wrestler, if you don't already have that one. 
or if you want a second one. I think that's the kind of one that I wouldn't mind having a couple of actually, because I already have it in the van and on my other board in here. I keep a board in the house here, or patch panel, I guess, that um, I don't know who gave it to me, but I think all of Gun Channels gave it to me. I don't know who made it, though, or if I do, I forgot. But a uh, bunch of people, I think at NRA show, signed a patch panel and gave it to me. So I got all my, everybody who I've met in real life, I've got on this one patch panel. And that's where I put the, that one. And then I have one in the van, too, because it's cool. Um, right on. Yeah, Edgar. So uh, this one is Mark. Oh, it's gone with my pen. Oh, pen. I figured out how to use this pen that has a little stylus thing on it to draw on the tablet. So turns out that pen is empty. Um, okay, appreciate that. Thanks. And then... Um, Oh, Mark. So again, thanks everybody for showing up live. I just want to take a second to write this down because whenever we do these giveaways, if I don't start writing them down, like the one for Dead Horse, which I forgot to write down, like I'll forget about it until I'm thinking about it like this. So I write these things down so that I don't forget because we know we don't give stuff away every night because I'm not crazy, but. I am crazy and sometimes I'll put stuff out as a giveaway and I don't want to forget about them. So, but that in mind, if anybody is listening at this point and I've missed something that I'm supposed to be sending you, let me know because I'm just an idiot and I miss that stuff all the time. So uh, if that's, if that happens, then uh, it's not intentional. So let me know if I've missed something. And there are a couple of people like Patriot who I am intentionally holding on to his because I eventually send him stuff and I figure he doesn't care if he doesn't get his, uh, uh, thing right away so anyhow thanks everybody for showing up and we'll flip back over to here we're done with the uh poll we'll be back tomorrow with uh, clover and tony and asking gun questions if you want to ask one just head over to askgunquestions.com and g23 is on tomorrow travis is on in the morning you've got combat story comes live in the morning usually on Saturday mornings you've got great start shooting school doing suicide prevention Saturday in the evening I heard somebody was doing a giveaway in barbecues old time slot that I mentioned G23 does his live show on Saturdays and then does Rick still do a show so a lot of these that I've mentioned can be uh, are, are listed over on gunchannels.com which is at this point predominantly a list of all the live Second Amendment focused gun chats that happen throughout the week. Um, right on. I think you owe me a white puppy. You can send her. I'll give you this white puppy. You're used to having all this much hair around. I'm living in the time where all this white stuff is in my mouth all the time. It's on everything, like my eyeballs. I go to eat something, there's white fur in it. Uh, you can look over here, there's white fur in it. I mean, this is the most worst time of the year right now for this dog because it's shedding off of her, like doesn't cost nothing. And it's super humid, so it's sticking everywhere. And it's not windy enough. So you can definitely have her. Um, I'll take her back when she's decent again, when she's more uh, more good for company. Oh, Tara saying, uh, if she get on, goes home early enough, we'll be doing one tomorrow, if not Sunday. Don't know what I'm cooking yet. Right on. 
I've got a bunch of avocados that I bought the other day and I don't have no bread or nothing. So I don't know what to do with them. I mean, I will, I'm not above just chopping an avocado in half and eating off of it, but I just haven't done that. Um, but I have to come up with something to eat these avocados soon. All right. With that, I am definitely going to end it. Uh, if anybody's interested in an after chat, I don't know how much time I've got left before I pass out or whatever, but, uh, let me know. I could throw it over in the place where, you know, the thing is with the whatnot in the place. I don't know if Bob knows about that. We got to get Bob over there. I don't know if he's still awake, but uh, does anybody know if Bob is over on the place yet? You know what I'm talking about? So with that, we'll end it again. And thanks for watching. Gearwebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is Free Patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at Gearwebsites.com. for supporting our projects if you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee check out our patreon channel the guys and gals at gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a ccw class every year practice at least once a month and carry every day thank you for watching gunwebsites.com